You need winners? Let the sports advisors show you how to make money. General Manager Al DeMarco, a former sports reporter and contributor on Fox Sports, MSNBC, and Comcast Sports TV, brings over 25 years of handicapping experience to the table. CEO Steve Budin, the author of Bets, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, is the man responsible for creating the sports betting industry. Together, they are the Sports Advisors, your number one source for winners. Week six of the NFL season has arrived. The marquee game, the Chiefs and the Bills. We're going to break it down for you. But first, we're going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on one of the most disappointing teams this season, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Steve, which way are you going in this one? Well, I mean, Al, Pittsburgh utterly destroyed at Buffalo. Hard to ever bet them again if you watched that game. If you didn't, you could maybe read some data and try to back up your own opinion. 38-3 was the score. It was their fourth straight loss. Uh, rookie Kenny Pickett, I guess not bad. 34-52 passes, 327 yards. Uh, but he still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL. Can't win games in the NFL if you don't score touchdowns. And what's even worse, Al, is the injury for Pittsburgh. The offensive line is affected. The receivers are affected. The defense is affected. It's a disaster. Uh, the Bucks' offense, they really could wake up at any minute. We expect them to, but their defense is tough right now. 19 sacks already this season. They're only allowing 17 points per game, so not so much for Brady to overcome. Uh, don't forget the Bucks built a 21-0 lead before they almost blew it against Atlanta. Steelers are in a tough spot here. Uh, I gotta go with the Brady Bunch. I'm going to lay the wood. The problem with both teams here is each of their quarterbacks, Pickett for the Steelers, Brady for a course for the Bucks. both of them threw the ball over 50 times last week. And that is not a recipe for success in the modern day NFL. Uh, the Bucks did snap their two game losing streak with that 21-15 win against Atlanta. But once again, the Bucks defense had that breakdown. You jump out to that 21-0 lead and you're playing at home and you let the Falcons come back. And if not for a bad, bad call by the referee in that one for roughing the penalty, uh, roughing the passer call on uh, Brady, the Falcons could have retained possession late in that contest and made one perhaps late charge. I have to go with Tampa, though, as well here, because, listen, the Steelers have shown us absolutely nothing. Mike Tomlin, overrated as a coach. The Steelers don't have a lot of talent. And this is not a bad price for a better team, even though the Bucs haven't played that well this season. And when you have a Steelers team that is only averaging 15.4 points a game, which is third worst in the NFL, and a total of 295 yards per game, which is the fifth worst, Nothing is necessarily going to change. So not a great game. This is definitely my who cares game of the week, but I will go with Tampa in this one. Let us just quickly remind you, you see it scrolling at the bottom of the screen. If you happen to be watching us online, you can take advantage and get all the plays of all the handicappers at the sportsadvisors.com simply by using the one day free all access pass. And Steve, unlike a lot of things in this sports handicapping industry over the past 30 years that we've been involved with it, free does mean free absolutely free in this case 
Yeah, it's not just a great feature, Al. It's a unique feature. No other handicapping company has ever done it, and they never will because they can't. They don't own. They don't own their handicappers. Their handicappers don't work for them. They pull all the same handicappers from all the same sites, so they really have no direction as a website. We have our own handicappers. We can give away what we want. We can do what we want, and we do just that. We let everybody peek behind the curtain, see what's going on backstage, see what an actual you know pain customer gets when he pays for those picks and we're very confident that when they see that they will like it and they keep coming back and that's exactly how it's been for 20 years and listen guys if you want sunday selections you can get them for free or maybe you want saturday's picks you can get them for free the opportunity is yours the choice is yours you pick the day and in some instances you can get a second day for free as well the cost of the free all access pass is 99 dollars if you were to pay for it but the real value comes into that you're getting over 10 handicappers picks if you were to buy them all individually it would cost you well over a thousand dollars as i always like to say the only way you lose is if you don't take advantage of this absolutely free opportunity next game Again, not a great game, but an interesting one, I think, from a handicapping perspective. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals, who lost on a walk-off field goal at Baltimore last week, going to New Orleans. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Saints, who managed to uh, outscore the Seattle Seahawks last week. Big homecoming for Joe Burrow and Lamar Chase as they return to New Orleans and the Superdome, where, of course, they won a national championship for LSU a couple of weeks ago. Are you surprised, Steve, at the small price here in this particular contest? Well, well, I'm not. New Orleans showed some spark last week offensively. It's the post-Drew Brees era finally taking hold. We waited to see this for a while. I think we saw some signs of what they'll look like in the future last week. But back-to-back -back tough games for the Saints, Al. Uh, the Thriller in London versus the Vikings. Uh, the 39-32 score fest with uh, Seattle. Uh, how much gas can they have left in the tank for this week? That's the question I would ask. And I'd say not much gas at all. When it comes to defense, the Saint, the Saints uh, stink. Say that ten times fast. Uh, they rank at the bottom in points per game allowed uh, and yardage differential. Uh, Cincinnati suffered a last-minute demoralizing but respectable defeat to Baltimore. Uh, but the Bengals are progressing. Uh, tough schedule for the Saints. They play on Thursday next week in Arizona. That's four games in 19 days plus a transatlantic flight that you can throw in there. Uh, give me the Cincinnati Bengals here. They're the team to play. You know, the Bengals, the problem with them continues to be, well, it's twofold. Slow starts in the first half, and the offense just simply isn't clicking. If you go back to last year when, of course, they made their Super Bowl run, that offense was averaging 27 points a game through the first five weeks. This year, just a tad over 21. Now, one of the issues is that they haven't been able to consistently have a strong ground game as Joe Mixon, even though they rebuilt that offensive line, hasn't been able to really find the holes because the offensive line hasn't been able to get a good thrust and open those holes for him. Now, it has done a better job in terms of protecting Joe Burrow in the past couple of weeks. The good news from a handicapping perspective, from a betting perspective, they did cover against Baltimore last week, so they're on an 11-2 ATS run. 
I noticed what the Saints did is they kind of turned back the clock last week. They returned to their roots and they started to run the ball more effectively. Of course, they also went with a two tight end set on 30 of their 74 offensive plays. They rediscovered Taysom Hill, who had 112 yards. Alvin Kamara had 103 yards. They ran for 235 yards total. But it was Seattle. And as you alluded to, the Bengals are a hell of a lot better uh, defensively. Uh, the one thing I will say that for that Saints, or excuse me, for that Saints defense, yes, uh, Seattle had six plays of 30 or more yards. You're talking, that's a lot of chunk plays, and four of them went for touchdowns. So I think the potential was there for uh, Cincinnati to take advantage and put some points on the board. But let me just have one word of caution. And Steve, we have talked week after week, and I belittled the Baltimore defense. And that defense right. is not good. But the Bengals no. couldn't get the job done and put any points on the board against the Ravens. So although I agree with you on the Bengals, I think that, you know, as they go against their old quarterback, Andy Dalton here, most likely he'll probably start again instead of Jameis Winston. It's still a game that you still have to have a little bit of caution if you were anticipating playing Cincinnati. No, I agree. And I think as you look at the big picture for Cincinnati past this game, if they don't find a way to score, they're going to have problems and they're not going to be there, you know, deep into the playoffs. Yeah, they're definitely having that post-Super Bowl hangover, which they aren't the first team to experience it. Hey, before we get to our next game, for those of you that are new to watching us here or listening to us uh, via the podcast, uh, let me just paint the picture of who we are. Uh, Steve, of course, you created the offshore sports book industry some 20 years ago. And I think that uh, I could tell you everybody your bio, but I think uh, you can uh, do that yourself. Yeah, so 1994 is when I went out uh, to Costa Rica and, uh, you know, created what is now known as the offshore online sports betting business. Uh, four years later, uh, came back to the U.S., uh, figured things out, met up with Al, and we together created uh, Al's vision, which was going online with sports handicappers uh, and, and changing that whole industry, making it transparent. So both of us kind of, uh, you know, in this industry have been trend centers uh, and create you know all all the new things that everybody enjoys now as normal when we did it we were the first to do it and we're still 20 years later uh, doing it today my background guys listen i was a sports journalist for over 10 years uh managing editor of uh, national sports wire service you know so for me it was always being in the locker rooms on the field around players and then eventually transitioned into the sports handicapping industry because let's face it i've been gambling and playing since i was in high school and college so this was nothing new i always talk about and joke about that i turned to the dark side because it was far more lucrative but i've been in this industry since handicappers were selling picks on nine seven six numbers for two or three dollars and as steve uh, mentioned you know i uh, took this business and realized that when the telephone industry was dying, transitioning it to the internet, it was the way to go because, again, to total transparency and putting uh, the dinosaurs of this industry, those guys that used to uh, proliferate on uh, Saturday and Sunday morning, Steve, those guys that would have those TV shows screaming at the top of the lungs that everything was absolutely free, absolutely free, absolutely free, uh, call their 800 numbers. And of course, the only thing that was free was actually the call on the 800 number. Uh, we, we 
change the entire industry by bringing it online. So that's our backgrounds as we move on to the next game. This is kind of an interesting contest. I don't think anybody six weeks ago would have projected that the New York Giants would be four and one. But what an amazing turnaround and what a comeback by Big Blue in London last week against the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, if you've been watching the show religiously, I've told you all year long that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers would suck this year. And they proved it again last week. And I think that win was a testament to that. I think really that it was Aaron Rodgers and the Packers losing that game as much as it was the Giants winning that game. Uh, we got a great game this week, Baltimore and the Giants. Uh, look, I, I, both of these teams improved last week. Uh, I think the Giants in my gut are going to have this back-to-earth moment this week. I think Baltimore has too many guns on offense for this Giant team. Uh, the Giants are having an amazing season thus far. There's no way to say no ifs ands or buts about it uh but uh, can we lay um it, it, why wouldn't we lay under a touchdown with the ravens they're a far superior team i looked at this game i thought it should be seven or seven and a half i'm gonna lay the points here with baltimore one of my favorite phrases reality versus perception people see what the giants did and they see that four and one record but props to them for winning last week in london but let's remember they were down 20 to 10 and they looked like they were dead before the packers as you said and i agree let them win that game and because baltimore struggled against a far better opponent at home in cincinnati that's why I anticipate or I, I look at this number and I say that we're getting line value with Baltimore. Now, granted, five is like being out on an island. You have to really win by a touchdown. But I'm OK right. with that because Lamar Jackson didn't play a great game last week. They had to constantly settle for field goals, but they got the job done and they won the game. And. I think Jackson is due for a breakout performance. The Giants' pass rush isn't anything to write home about. And I'm looking for Baltimore to deliver. Listen, the Ravens have struggled at home where they're 1-2 and two straight up and 0-3 oh and against the spread. But on the road, they're a perfect 2-for-2, two two, both uh, straight up and against the spread. So I'll go for Baltimore and back them as well. Now, this is the game that is – no ifs, ands, or buts. Forget about the Cowboys and Eagles, and we're going to talk about that game as the last one here. But Buffalo and Kansas City, this is the game everybody is going to be watching. I often say the marquee games are the toughest ones to win because there is no line value. I always you know, like to concentrate the most where the odds makers concentrate the least. But I love this game. I'll give you my opinion after I get yours. Yeah, Al Casey, a home dog, no respect. They're 26 and 5 straight up at Arrowhead. I mean, this is an insult, but the Bills are that good. They truly are. Uh, KC's kind of schizophrenic at best. You never know which one is going to show up and when they're going to show up. If they're going to play a full game or just do enough at the end of a game to win. Hard to figure out a side in this one. Uh, but these two offenses could go over the total by halftime. I mean, it's conceivable if they really tried. I got to go over here sometimes al you just can't talk yourself out of the obvious gamblers do this all the time they see a game it screams one way and they start thinking hmm is this a trap you know it, it can't always be a trap sometimes you just got to go with your gut my gut's telling me over that's the way i'm going to play this game 
Well, considering I lost with the Chiefs at Indianapolis, considering I lost with the Chiefs on Monday night against the Raiders, and I have to be honest with you, you know, I never go against my first instinct. But after I went with the Chiefs on Monday night, a few hours later, I thought to myself, damn, the over was just too easy. And of course, you saw the game went over by six or seven points. I agree with you. Kansas City's on a 10-3 and overrun, and its defense is allowing 25 points a game. And Buffalo can certainly put points on the board. And considering that Buffalo has been handcuffed because of injuries in their secondary, especially at the safety position with uh, uh, Micah Hyde still on the injured list and Jordan Poyer has missed the past three games, well, that's a huge opening, and I think plenty of points will be put on the board. And this number is 54. I thought this number would be at least 58, maybe closer to 60. What do they think? These teams are going to suddenly play defense, and we're going to have like a 24-21 game? That ain't happening. So I'm with you on the over, but I also like the Bills because this is the game that the Bills have had circled since that 13-second collapse Last year in the playoffs, the second straight postseason where they have failed against Kansas City. Yes, they won last year in the regular season meeting, but that was only because the Chiefs had the four turnovers. This is the game that they are looking. Uh, and again, as I said, this is the payback game. They lost 42-36 in overtime last year in the divisional round. Uh, the Chiefs just, uh, they just don't impress me defensively. I know on paper, they at times play very well, but the way the Bills came back a couple of weeks ago at Baltimore from the 20 to 3 early deficit, the way the Bills were able to rest basically in the bye game they had last week against Pittsburgh, because when you win 38 to 3, it's not like you had know, to exert a hell of a lot of effort. And the fact that Kansas City had to play on Monday night, yes, they're at home again. It's still a short week, and we saw how flawed that defense was for Kansas City against a Raiders team. But let's be honest. There's a reason the Raiders are one and four on the season. They're not that good. So I'll lay the two and a half, and I'm not worried about, oh, Patrick Mahomes as an underdog and the Chiefs as a home dog, blah, blah, blah. You know, people get so hamstrung by numbers sometimes that they forget that the eye test is often so much more important than ATS trends and numbers, and they get manipulated into having their perception warp. So I'm with you on the over, love that play, but I'll take the bills as well. Um, and that, of course, brings us to the last game on the board. And wow, what a game. The only undefeated team left in the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles, and you liked Arizona last week. Props to you. I, I was not a big fan of the Eagles last week, and I've loved them all season long. Arizona got the cover against Dallas, four and one, four straight wing wins with Cooper Rush uh, at the helm. Dak Prescott still probably another week away from returning. That'll be interesting. Uh, which way do you go here? Uh, Philadelphia is anywhere as we record this show on Wednesday morning. The Eagles are anywhere from four and a half to five depending on which book you look at for the Sunday Nighter. 
I mean, this is a great game, Al. Great game to watch. Tough game to bet. Phillies had a great start to the season. Uh, they're certainly back. Uh, but this Dallas team is something else, too. Cooper Rush, like you said, he's 4-0 as a starter. He's 5-0 if you count last year. Um, they beat the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they beat the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants, who just knocked off Green Bay. But can they beat Philly? I think they absolutely can. Getting four and a half points, no question. I'm going to go with the boys in this one. Uh, give me this Dallas dog on the road plus the points. I think they get the money. Tough game to handicap, tough game to even analyze because I'm not I'm not surprised. And listen, I, you know, I grew up in the Philadelphia area, longtime Eagles fan, still am. Tough game last week for Philadelphia. I expected a letdown at Arizona because you just can't play at that level all the time. And Philadelphia had some injuries, and they suffered even more injuries, especially along the offensive line. And again, we're doing this Wednesday morning, so I don't know what the status is of a couple of their key offensive linemen. I anticipate this game for the Eagles because – I think Dallas has won the last three in the series is one they are pointing toward. And with that Philadelphia crowd at a fever pitch, I think that certainly is even more uh, uh, energy for Philadelphia. But there are some problems with this Eagles team. And that defense is number one. I wasn't impressed with the Eagles defense last year. I'm still not impressed with the Eagles defense this year. They have a big problem stopping the run. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott last week against the Rams, 164 yards rushing. They both had strong starts to the season. Eagles run defense is allowing five yards a carry. That's 25th in the league. Uh, on first down, uh, opponents are averaging 4.8 yards per carry. On second down, opponents are averaging 4.9 yards per carry. That's the eighth and the ninth most respectively in the league. And that's why teams are converting 45% of their third down conversions against this Philadelphia defense. Well, you know, you don't have to be Roger Stallback. You can afford to be Cooper Rush and have success against Jonathan Gammon's defense, the Eagles defensive coordinator, when you run that successfully. With all that being said, I still like Philadelphia in this contest. Um, but, you know, you have to bet with your head, not with your heart. And that's why... I'm going to be watching this game. Uh, this is one of those marquee games I talked about earlier where not a game that I would ever put my own money on, even if you paid me to do so. I'm just going to be sitting there getting the Cheetos out, probably a few other things, and just you know watching this game as a fan and hoping the Eagles stay undefeated. But I, I'm with you, Steve. I think this could come right around that three- or four-point number. And again, guys – you know, my advice to you is if this number is sitting at four, four and a half, absolutely buy down that half point. It would be lunacy if you didn't do it. So, um, you know, that's it. Uh, not a stunningly great card this week, but certainly some very big marquee games. And uh, we gave you our opinions and hope you make money. And again, you can get my best bet. You can get Steve's crew best bet from his various sources and all the plays from all the handicappers at sportsadvisors.com using the one day free all access pass. And Steve, I'll let you take it from there. Nothing better than it on the internet. What do you have to lose? It doesn't cost you a dime. If you're sitting week five and you haven't taken advantage of it yet, 
What are you thinking? It's time. It's time to get all the plays from all the handicappers for absolutely nothing. Pull the curtain back. See what's going on. Get some information and find out how real gamblers bet games, not where they just worry about themselves and, and how to come up with the winners on their own, where they take the advice of all the best professionals that we've gathered together under one roof, and they go ahead and they mine themselves a winner, and that's how it's done. Come check it out. It's the all-access pass. It's absolutely free. And two quick reminders. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube so you can always be alerted when we have our next episode available. And catch the college football pregame show I do with Rick Torino as well. The guy has only won five consecutive Saturdays with his top-rated 100-dime best bet releases. And this Saturday has his very first ever 150-dime release. He wouldn't tell me what the game is because I don't think he wants me to jinx him, obviously, or put the hex on him. But check the college football pregame show as well. For Steve Budin, I am Al DeMarco, and we will catch you next week right here with SportsAdvisors.com NFL pregame show.